I do not permit women to teach nor usurp authority. That's Alexandria. And she got into UPenn Law! So excited. I officially get to know for sure that I'm going to law school next year. Maybe not at UPenn, but we'll see. I at least have a choice. Yes. And that's Kira. And this week she cried about kale at work. Listen, it wasn't what I wanted. And it was a rough day. And then I was like, hmm, I'll bury my feelings in my lunch. (laughs) And it was kale. That's not a good salad. Of all the salads that Aldi has, that's the worst one. No, I like that one. I just didn't want it. I've cried about that one, too, because there was fruit in it. (laughs) It's rough. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Overreaction, where we share our knowledge and react to different topics every week. Today, we are going to talk about what feminism is and what feminism is not. So to start off, I'm going to define feminism. And from Britannica, the definition is the belief in social, economic and political equality of the sexes. It started mostly in the West, but has become a worldwide movement. It's represented by various institutions committed to activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. So that's the definition of feminism. That's where we're operating from. That's where I personally am operating from. When I look at someone, I'm like, hey, are you a feminist? And then they pause. We're just asking, do you believe that there should be social, economic, and political equality of the sexes? Not asking you to do anything more than that. (laughs) Maybe like fight for it just a little bit. Actively Mm -hmm. (laughs) promote it. Yeah. Kind of like the choices to either be racist or Mm anti-racist. Kind of similar, similar thing. Yeah. Um, So when people pause, that's a problem. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to why there's a pause. Um, So really quick, when we talk about equality, so there's multiple different um, ways of saying equality, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to post a graphic on Instagram when we um, post this episode. So check out our Instagram to see it, but we're going to talk about inequality versus equality versus equity versus justice and what exactly those look like and what it is that we want. So our Instagram is overreaction podcast. Yes, ma'am. Um, so inequality is unequal access to opportunities. Um, we're looking at this graphic and again, we're going to post it, but it's an infographic with like the giving tree. If you're familiar with that children's book, um, and on the tree is just a little bit bent to one side and therefore a child on one side of the tree is able to get an apple. Whereas the other child is not one gets an apple. The other doesn't unequal. Yes. And the next little image underneath that is equality. Equality is evenly distributed tools and assistance. So what this graphic looks like now is the children on either side of the tree have the same same ladder, same height, but because the tree is bent to one side, it favors the one child, whereas the child on the other side, even with a ladder, is still unable to reach any apples because the tree's bent away from him. So same tools. Looks equal. If you like zoom in really far so you can only see the kids and the ladders, it looks equal. But because of the way that the tree is, it's still not. You can't just give people the same tools and be like, have at it. Here you go. (laughs) 
The next one is equity. And on this graphic, equity is custom tools that identify and address inequality. So now we've got the one child with the tree bent towards him, got a shorter ladder, but can reach the apples. And then on the other side, um, there's a child who has a little bit of a taller ladder. So now he's able to reach that side of the tree, get apples, different tools, but they're both able to get the same outcome because tools are more tailored. So if we want people to have equal access to opportunities, sometimes that means giving people, some people a little bit more help or help that looks different. Do you want to give the example of affirmative action with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that would be like, I don't know, there's statistics places (laughs) that um, children of color have less access to good public schools growing up and less support at home and less generational wealth. So their access to things like college are going to be a lot lower. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like affirmative action, giving specific scholarships to people of color um, gives them better access and kind of a, what looks like a leg up if you only look at right now, but if you, rewind and look at the past few hundred years like that's a really small way of writing part of a wrong Mm -hmm. that's been done like people need different tools Mm -hmm. and a little bit more assistance because of the way the system's been set up Mm -hmm. and then the last box is justice so justice is fixing the system to offer equal access to both tools and opportunities so they've provided supports to the tree so that now this tree is standing straight up. It's equal, not bent to one child or another. So they have the same height of ladder, same tools, but they're both able to reach the apples. And so what we actually want is systems that are just, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a lot more work, like giving the kids two ladders easy (laughs) fixing a bend in a tree when it like grew that way a little bit more difficult so what we'd like is a equity Mm -hmm. while we build structures that allow for and encourage success that are kind of outside of the mold of white straight cisgendered men feminism is not asking for women to have a taller ladder. What we're asking for is saying, hey, there's a problem in this system. How can we straighten the tree? And in the meantime, allow everybody to reach the apples with the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kira had a great example from a military academy. Oh, yeah. Um, so I believe that this was the Virginia Military Academy. VMA. It was one of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's first um, decisions that she made as a justice on the Supreme Court. But it was talking about the um, people at VMA were like, we couldn't possibly admit women because we have these rigorous tests that women just don't have the strength for. Like, they can't get over these walls that we require them to. They can't pull themselves up, blah, 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 blah. And there was, I believe it was the first woman who was admitted to VMA was um, after the decision saying that they had to admit women, um, like used, like women and men are 
built differently and therefore have different levels of like strength. It's not that one is lesser or greater than another, but it's just men might have greater upper body strength, whereas women have greater strength in their legs. And so when this woman was admitted, she was able to do the test. She just didn't do them in the ways that the men did. She like relied greater on her leg strength, um, lower body strength to like help and assist her pull herself up over these barriers. And so basically the argument was like, we aren't asking to be men. (laughs) We are not asking that like, we have biceps that look like men. It's just like, allow us the opportunities to use women's strength to achieve similar outcomes. You guys can have your your wide shoulders. I'll <laughs> stick with my hips and my thighs. Thank you so much. <laughs> so what we're really looking for is like the acknowledgement that there can be success outside of what's been defined and that we should also have access to the same opportunities. And that success can be defined outside of a cookie cutter male experience. Cause I think a lot of times like we define success based on what it looks like when it's a white man. And therefore, that's the measure that we're comparing things against. And if it doesn't look exactly like that, then it's not success. But like, I think what feminism is asking for is to say, like, that's not the only experience. Allow for success to look differently and therefore let women have the opportunity for that experience. And then I also don't have to look like or act like a man in order to be good at jobs that men have traditionally held Mm -hmm. as men have traditionally held these positions because they're the only ones that had access to them. So it's not like we need to follow the tradition because they're the only ones that are good at it. Mm -hmm. That's not. It's not good enough to say, well, that's how it's always been. We're over it. Oh, yeah. No, I hate I hate those words. I get in trouble when people say those words <laughs> to me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, great, great. Let's talk about other things that you could apply that to. We could apply that to slavery. We could apply that to beating people's wives. We could apply that to marital rape. Like, let's not. Let's. Things change. Mm-hmm. They progress. Progress that's good. is good. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes in order to reach the point where things are equitable, it's going to look like what Twitter just did, where they committed that by 2025, 25% of its executives will be minorities or women. Mm-hmm. So this is a good step. Yeah. Um, part of the problem with saying we're going to meet these specific numbers without fixing any of the unjust systems that prevent women and minorities from progressing to the point of being an executive is that women who get hired now at the executive level, it's going to happen Mm -hmm. where people are going to look at them and be like, well, you only got this job because you're a woman. How many men did you step on in order to get here? Mm -hmm. It's the same as college affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not, that's not fair. Like it's, I don't know. I I read um, one of Sonia Sotomayor's biographies that she wrote. Autobiographies? She wrote it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But talking, like, affirmative action was pretty new when she was trying to go to college and law school. And I think that she went to Princeton and then Yale for law school. Yeah. And, but she just got that all the time. Like, well, you're only here because of, like, affirmative action. And she was like, I 
I did all of these things. Like nobody's asking me about all of these things that I did. And she's like, if I'm there with like that extra boost, great. I'm so glad that I have the opportunity because now it's going to look more normal for people who look like me to be in these positions. And like, it's the start. It's not a taller ladder because it's a gift. It's a taller ladder because otherwise you aren't going to be able to get any sort of apples. (laughs) There's also such an ingrained unconscious bias against women Mm -hmm. that sometimes companies do have to say like, we're just going to hire this many, many women. Like Mm -hmm. we should have this many women. We haven't hired them. Why haven't we hired them? Mm -hmm. And I don't remember which symphony orchestra it was. Um, but they started doing blind auditions where the director would listen, but not watch the musician and the amount of female musicians that they hired went from like 5% to 30%. Wow. Like it needs, in some ways it either needs to be blind or if it can't be, we have to put people who haven't traditionally held positions of authority in those positions, allow them to succeed and then be like, hey, maybe the thoughts we have are wrong. Well, I think that it's also like everybody's human nature that you're drawn towards people who look like you. Like mm-hmm. You hire people who look like you. I pick it's, doctors that look like yeah, me. Like it's, it's unconscious bias, but like it's unknown. So it's a comfort level. So you feel like, like there's some sort of automatic connection that puts people like a step above if mm-hmm. they look like you, even if you aren't consciously doing it and you aren't trying to like project that. But so when these Boards hiring people for the highest levels of companies and things are all white men. You're going to continue to hire people that look like you. And it just becomes like this this elite club that it's impossible to get into unless you start to have people who aren't uncomfortable hiring something that's different. Quote in, in a really intentional way. So mm-hmm. for a while, that looks like it's unfair. It looks like inequality because you're giving someone a different sized ladder. But you have to. We're trying to fix the tree. And in order to fix the tree, (laughs) we got to have people there. Yep. And you can't, sometimes you, I don't know, fixing the tree in terms of actually having equality and a just system for all the sexes, it's going to take probably generations So short-term solution is equity. Long-term solution is justice. We want both. Mm -hmm. Um, So things that feminism is not. We've talked about what we want. I think been fairly clear about it. We're not aggressive about it. (laughs) Social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. This seems like something that everyone I know can buy into. Yeah. It's not complicated. So real quick, we're going to talk about the word feminazi. Defined by Wikipedia as a committed feminist or a strong-willed woman. Ooh, that's, that what? Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't like that. I'm angry about that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Did it say anything about like it being a problematic term? Did it say anything about? Oh, it I didn't read the whole page. I just googled what is a feminazi or feminazi definition or uh-huh. something because I figured we could cover that it's problematic. 
So Nazis not focused on equality. Yeah. In fact, the opposite of mm-hmm. equality. Mm-hmm. It, I I hate this word. I think that it's an easy way for people to completely just disregard the idea of feminism and make it easy to throw out these ideas as like radical, regardless of when a woman is like, I want social, economic and political equality. As soon as anything seems like slightly radical, they're just like, ah, feminazi. And it's just like, that's not, you're using that as a cop out to like, not listen. Mm -hmm. And Nazis, you're right, they aren't focused on equality, and I just feel like it's so, I can't I can't even think of, like, the accurate words that I want to use, but, like, there are still Nazis today, and people who are asking for equality are not those people. <laughs> this Let's, is a Venn diagram with no overlap. <laughs> you are... I hate that word. I think it's incredibly derogatory. I think it's a way that they just like throw away ideas of feminism Mm -hmm. as an easy thing to like use an excuse to not listen or accept that there should be equality of the sexes. Also, Nazis are bad and still real (laughs) and still here. So like, let's not throw out the feminists and ignore the Nazis because if you're actually being a Nazi but calling somebody else a feminazi, I have some issues with you. (laughs) Yeah, not good. Not good. And generally strong-willed women. um, Okay, so I feel like a lot of Nazis are somewhat brainwashed into that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, Still their job to undo that brainwashing. Strong-willed women, not brainwashed, to be as strong-willed as I am now, I've had to undo a lot of ways that I was socialized. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, again, the opposite. Like, with this definition, a committed feminist or a strong-willed woman, I would consider us both both of those things. Yeah. I am trying very, very, very and actively hard <laughs> to not be a Nazi. Hard line against Nazis. Yeah, the that's hardest a no from me. line. Feminine, like no. <laughs> which logical? Which logical fallacy is it? I don't know how I took that out without ever learning these. Okay, but which um, logical fallacy is it when you like just present the worst form of the other person's argument so that it's easier to beat? I think straw man. Is, yeah. Okay, that was going to be my guess, but I didn't want to be wrong. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even name all the logical fallacies if I tried. <laughs> Law school, here I come. They don't um, ask you on the LSAT. Uh, no, <laughs> they, they don't. It's a fallacy. They just wanted me to play a bunch of logic games. I'm so good at those. But yeah, straw man is the fallacy where like somebody presents an argument, then you contort their argument to be like a little different, and then just like beat up that straw man. They're like, it looks like your argument, and you're like, that's not a real person. <laughs> and they're like, I beat it, and I'm like, yeah. Because it was made of straw. (laughs) Like, if you twist my words into making me sound like a Nazi and then you tell me I'm wrong, like, yeah, that version of my argument is wrong. I am not a Nazi. Congrats. (laughs) Well done. Feminists, not Nazis. Different things. Please stop using feminazi just because somebody, like, doesn't wear a bra or has a Venus symbol tattoo. Mm Mm-hmm currently doing both of those things 
I know. Well, not really, but no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. Other things feminism is not. It's not about hating men. Nothing about asking for the social, economic, and political equality says anything about hating men. There are times where I say things like, oh, I just hate men or men are trash. As a caveat, we work (laughs) in a system where we see a lot of men who have caused harm to people. So that's that's the environment that we're growing (laughs) that within. I also, without over disclosing, have been in relationships with a lot of really bad men Mm -hmm. or been alone in rooms with a lot of really bad men. Mm -hmm. So. But that's not feminism. It's it's absolutely not. I stand by my right to express my frustration in safe places in ways that are not harmful to other people. Yeah. I would never walk into a large group of people and say men are trash and I believe that. (laughs) That's not that doesn't align with my actual beliefs. It doesn't align with my feminism. Yeah. They're separate things. Yes. My coping with what I've been through and what I experience at work is my own. I do it with safe people. Mm hmm. And they know that I'm not looking at any one particular man and being like, you suck because you present in a very male and masculine way. And I hate you. Hyperbole is not activism. (laughs) Correct. Um, Feminism is also not about individual people. It's not about specific men. Mm-hmm. When we do complain about things that men do that are perhaps anti-feminist or that contribute to the oppression of women, mm-hmm. it's not we're not saying you're a bad person and it's not about you specifically. It's about systems that we all grew up in and we all contribute to. We're not mad about a specific man being on the side of the tree that's leaned toward them to get the apples. We're ticked off that that tree is bent and no one's fixing it. I might also be a little mad if I had a taller ladder and you like kicked it out from under me because you decided it's not fair. Yeah. There's, there's a quote from RBG about keep going and I'll come back with it. Feminism is also not about uh, killing babies. Oh, this one was yours. (laughs) I just, feminism is a separate thing from pro pro life, pro choice arguments. It can be a part of it, but like, when it's it's another straw man thing where people conflate mm-hmm. the argument into feminism is just about abortion rights and like it's so much more than that. So I guess I want to in the hyperbolic way mm-hmm. of putting this in there like it's a you do you can have I think your own individual feelings about your own personal choices about abortion about what you would do with your body in that situation mm-hmm. and also like believe in the social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. I I guess my point with that is just in the Venn diagram of <laughs> reproductive rights and feminism, they aren't the same circle. There's some overlap. There's some mm-hmm. feminism issues that are not about abortion. Mm-hmm. And so when the argument is conflated into the straw man of it's just about abortion, therefore I cannot be feminist because I'm pro-life just understand that there are other facets of the feminist belief system that isn't just a whole bunch of women burning bras and killing babies like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a straw man 
leave him alone. <laughs> That's not He's the one we're strong. defending. <laughs> I mean, reproductive rights are important if we're fighting for a just system, but reproductive rights also encompass a whole lot more than just the right to make the choice to terminate a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feminism is also not about telling other women what to do. I want the option to not wear a bra if I don't want to wear a bra. Kira likes to wear bras. (laughs) She has absolutely every right to do that. She should have every right to do that. I should not shame her for wanting to do that. I like to wear dresses and have really long nails and wear colorful eye makeup. I don't want to be shamed for being very feminine and also a feminist. Mm-hmm. We, like, it's just another thing with like the cookie cutter. We are not asking to look exactly like the quote unquote stereotypical male success experience. We are also not asking that all women be a certain thing. We just want everybody to do their own thing and not have it be a problem based off of sex. And also have equal opportunities. Yes. To things. Feminism is also not a bunch of angry women trying to take things away from you or your husband or your son or your brother or your grandson or whatever (laughs) male identifying human that you care about. I don't want to take things from men. Mm -hmm. You guys have had access to a lot of stuff that I haven't had access to. Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about, I'm not upset at you about that. I understand you wanting to keep easy access to things that make your life better. Mm -hmm. We all want easy access to things that make our lives better. Yeah. We all should have that. And it's not pie. Like I can have some, you can have some, we're not going to run out. (laughs) I mean, there's only so many executive positions at Twitter, but here's the thing. Now you might have to work a little bit harder to get there. It's not just going to be about who, you know, and I think there's a difference between like, say man, a and man B were competing for the same executive position. Man, a gets it. Man, B is never like you took that from me. It's like the idea is like he made the better man win, you know, whereas if it's a woman or a person of color, then that's when man B is like, you took that from me. It must be affirmative action or something like that. And we're just asking, like, stop that. Power (laughs) is not your birthright. Yeah. It's not something that can be taken of you. It's you expect everybody else to pull them up by their bootstraps. Like we're just saying, Hey, maybe that's a problematic way of thinking. And we just all want to have equal opportunities and, have the opportunity to earn things and to work for things and to grow and participate in this economy equally in a just way. Do you have the quote? I do. So it's actually Ruth Bader Ginsburg quoting somebody else. A lot of people, um, I can't think of the word, but say that this quote comes from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Attribute it to her. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But she's actually quoting the words of Sarah Moore Grimke, a 19th century abolitionist and women's rights activist. activist, But the quote is, I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off of our necks. Please. (laughs) Thank you. 
Um, there's a couple more. Okay. So it's not about women trying to control the world. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to take over. We're not trying to make all your decisions for you. We actually just don't want to be controlled anymore. Feed off of our necks. Yes. Um, maybe, oh, we kind of just covered this, but maybe some men lose out on things. Maybe some men don't get jobs that they would have gotten 50 years ago. That's not because it was taken. That's because now we've opened the doors for other people to be in that marketplace. And that's okay. And that's right. That's great. Um, maybe we will overturn some traditions. Mm-hmm. Some traditions need to be overturned. Yeah. Some are built on inequality mm-hmm. and maybe that's okay for that to stop. I get that change is scary and that sometimes it can feel wrong just because it's different, but that doesn't make it wrong. Change is scary, but progress is good. Absolutely. I had one of my shower thoughts yesterday (laughs) was like, why, why would I ever get married? Like, what's the benefit to me Mm -hmm. from what I know about marriage? The, history of it is a man like handing over his property to another man, mm-hmm. like your father handing you over yeah, to that's a That's why you're given away at your wedding. Like I don't, I'm not property. I don't want to be treated that way. The law still sometimes treats it that way. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a healthy, happy reciprocal relationship with someone else without being married. Yeah. So like maybe fewer people will get married. Maybe that's okay. If that's what they want, great. (laughs) Do what you want. We want freedom. We want justice. Um, So I also listened to a TED Talk um, called Are You Biased? I Am by Kristen Presner. Um, And in it, she talked about the talk, talked about flipping it to test it. So if it would be weird to say something to a man, maybe don't say it to a woman. Um, or if a situation would be weird. Um, okay, I have I have examples. Okay. So she referenced a Twitter handle that is man who has it all. It's very funny. <laughs> Imagine what men could achieve if they didn't spend so much time on the cleaning, laundry, meal prep, tidying, child care, caring for in-laws and parents, present buying, food shopping, holiday planning and remembering names. Will you stop calling me a male lawyer? I'm just a lawyer, shouts angry Kelvin, bringing his gender into everything as usual. (laughs) Today's debate. Should men be expected to go running in groups in case women attack them? (laughs) Farm husbands or male farmers? What is the correct term for men in agriculture? So the point is, if you flip something around, we're saying about women and make it about men and it's funny or it makes you uncomfortable or it feels wrong. Maybe we don't need to be saying it. So real quick example of this. I my elementary and high school that I went to, our mascot was the Indians still is problems with that. That's a different conversation. But whenever we had our female sports teams, it was the lady Indians and I remember, I think my mom kept like covering it up with duct tape uniforms or like my mom's school was the sons and the lady sons. And it's like, what? The the son? Why? Why? Like, first off, 
there are women <laughs> who are Indians and women who are Native Americans. And the sun is not... Who says that the sun is a man? <laughs> we were never the man Indians. <laughs> There's no reason to other us in such an aggressive way. Yeah. We're just all part of the same society. The default does not have to be man, especially when it's an, animate, an inanimate object. <laughs> it feels a lot like if we push it into like a very binary way of viewing things mm -hmm. it feels a lot like saying they play basketball and have boobs and you need to know that <laughs> why? why we don't need it so some questions to ask yourself as you maybe debate your own willingness to identify as a feminist do you believe that women and men deserve equal rights and equal opportunities if not why not specifically do you oppose the idea that every human being on the planet deserves equal rights and equal access to all opportunities? If you oppose it, what are you concerned will happen if equality is achieved? What are the downsides in your way of thinking? Do you believe that only certain groups of people should be allowed to have access to certain opportunities and rights? If so, which groups should be favored and granted this access and who should decide that? Do you believe that it would be inherently fair to grant women access to only partial rights while men have full array of other rights and opportunities. Think back on what has shaped all your beliefs about these issues. Where did they come from specifically? Childhood, early adulthood, your personal experiences with men and women, or what you read and watch in the media? Who in your tribe, family, or peers influences your beliefs today? What makes you mad and agitated to read in the media about men, women, and equality? Do you believe that a world that prevents certain people from accessing full rights and opportunities would lead to a fair, healthy, prosperous world for all? And in the end, do your beliefs actually feel right for you? Do they feel aligned with who you really are? Healthy, whole, integrity-filled, compassionate, and fair? These questions came from an article on Forbes.com written by Kathy Caprino called What is Feminism and Why Do So Many Women and Men Hate It? We can so, put the link in the bio. Absolutely. So if you're having a hard time identifying with feminism or figuring out why it feels so uncomfortable for you, those are some good um, questions to reflect on. Thanks so much for listening to us chat about what feminism is and what it is not. As always, let us know if you have any topic suggestions we can research and get opinionated on. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Overreaction Podcast. That's O-V-A-R-Y Action Podcast. That's where you'll also see the image that we are talking about throughout this episode. You can comment or DM us there for topic suggestions. You can like our Facebook, also at Overreaction Podcast. And... If you like what you heard, subscribe to us wherever you're listening to podcasts right now to get notified whenever we post. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends so that we can empower more women to be opinionated on these topics. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week.